welcome to your podcast or mine, where the creative minds behind the mic are interviewed. Now, let's get things started. Here's your host, Sherry. And welcome to your podcast or mine. I'm Sherry, and on today's episode, I'm speaking with Kenny Erickson, the creative mind behind the podcast, Earfloss, a music history podcast, and Thank you so much for joining me today, Kenny. My pleasure. How are you doing, Sherry? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. How are you? Oh, not bad. Just busy in podcast land. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, let's start with who you are and give a brief description of Earfloss for our listeners. Sure. So my name is, is Kenny Erickson, and I am the creative mind behind Earfloss, a music history podcast. And what we're aiming to do is to each episode isolate a different band or musician and really go in depth in speaking about their their history, their their life, their career, the music. But it's really it's really more about exploring the story of of the musician and how they got to where they would eventually get and and really looking at all of the interesting aspects of their life and career. Oh, that's a really cool concept. Where did you come up with the name Earfloss? Well, I had I had landed on a different name before and and the the gentleman that I was going to originally host it with, he had come up with another name, but it was it was the name of some of his media that he was using and so when he when he opted out of the podcast, I I let go of the name with it. I didn't want to be disrespectful to him, and so honestly, I was having a hard time finding something that wasn't taken on on Twitter, and and so I needed to find something unusual. And Earfloss is what I landed on. Did you actually know that there is a product called Earfloss? Like 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 for your ears? Yes. Yeah. It's actually yeah. it's actually the clean like ear piercings, which I found funny I, because I was searching ear floss and I noticed that, and <laughs> I was like, I wonder if if Kenny knows that that is in existence, and <laughs> but it's a really cool name, so. <laughs> yeah, that's. I I believe I saw that too, and that's why I put the um a music history podcast after it because whenever I type out the name of the podcast, I don't just put ear floss. I put the a music history podcast so people don't think they're going to get their ears cleaned. <laughs> uh, so do you have a background in music? Um, I do. I'm a, I'm a musician and I've been in several bands. Nothing that, um, nothing that has gained any popularity, but yeah, I play the banjo and I play the drums and, and, and percussion. And so I, I play a couple different instruments and I've been um, kind of in the periphery of the music scene. I have some of my really good friends that have um, signed with major, major labels and I've been able to tour with them and I'm actually going to be bringing them on a future episode. So I don't want to drop any spoilers now, but, but yeah, I've kind of been in the periphery of the music scene since I was, since I was in my teens and it's something that's always really interested me and not just the music end of it, but, but also the business end of it and what happens behind the scene and, and kind of all the drama and everything happening around music, because we've created, we've created this, 
this environment of the music industry. And I think that casual listeners don't really understand that there's a lot more going on behind the scene than, than the finished product, than what they're actually hearing in their earbuds when, you know, or through their speakers. And, and so to answer your question, yeah, I've, I've kind of been in, in the periphery of it. Mm -hmm. So, um, I know this that every week you have uh, different co-hosts. Uh, initially, when you started, you you had one co-host. Is that uh, going to be a running theme, or are you looking for one co-host at this point that that will be a regular with you? That so, ideally, yes. I'm looking for someone to be a a regular, consistent co-host. Somebody that I have good chemistry with and and someone that the listeners can can get familiar with um originally i had like i had stated earlier decided to do it with with a with a gentleman and then with hannah and for whatever reason it didn't work out i'm sure anybody who's attempted to to start a podcast it, it can be extremely difficult to to line everything up just right but for the foreseeable future, I'm going to be doing some doing guest hosts and, um, but yeah, that's the goal is to eventually get, get someone on there on the show full time and, and consistently. Yeah. So the co-hosts that you have had that are guests, how do you find them by generally social networking or, uh, well, are they friends or? A little bit of both, a little bit of both. Alicia, who hosted the Otis Redding episode with me, she's been a longtime friend of mine, and she she has some experience, and we didn't really get into it in the episode, but she actually has some experience in the music industry as well. And and Eddie French, who I hosted the the Spice Girls episode with, he's a really nice guy, and I met him through through social networking. Through He actually hosts a podcast of his own called Groovin' Movies, and I... I linked up with him through the through the uh, podcasting network and uh -huh. so it's been so it's been a little bit of both some some folks have reached out and expressed interest in in hosting with me and and some of my friends have that I thought would be good for it I've I've approached them and so it's been a little bit of both yeah i mean i think it's a definite groove i used to have a podcast um a, a couple of years ago and she was my best friend. So basically we, you know, gelled perfectly. <laughs> so, you know, but things happen and life happens. So the co-hosting thing sometimes, you know, gets a little tricky, especially when schedules change. So, you know, doing it solo is kind of difficult too, especially when you want to engage in a conversation with your listeners too, because having one person is, is difficult, but if you have two, it kind of like, you know, makes it more of a conversational type of, of podcast. That's my um, experience anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, I completely agree with, with two people. You have to make sure two people's lives are lining up just right. And, and I felt that with the direction of ear floss, it would be better as a, as more of a conversational, looser scripted 
show format for the show instead of instead of me um it it would have been more a, a lot more rigid had it been just me and honestly yeah, i just don't just talking to a computer right <laughs> right right <laughs> yeah so um what sets you apart from the other music podcasts that are out there because i know that there are quite a few uh just doing my research um and you know being interested in, in music myself and and podcasting you know i know that there are a ton of of different um podcasts that are related to music uh what do you think sets you apart just the um i mean just from experience listening to you you cover a lot of different genres not just one particular uh form of music or not just one particular band i would you right. agree with that no, absolutely, and that was really the that was really the inspiration for me to launch this particular podcast for me to work on this particular project is because I have found plenty of other other music podcasts, and honestly, I'm they're they're really great. I mean, there's a ton of awesome podcasts out there, but I was having a hard time finding one that that covered all genres and that looked at music and the music industry as a looked at the big picture of it um and and it's it's funny that you ask is because i i actually the reason i started the project is because i couldn't find i couldn't find a podcast i was looking for the podcast that i ended up creating but i couldn't find the particular podcast that that i was looking for and and yeah, they're they're all very specific. They're you know hip hop or or rock and and I feel like most of the music podcasts that I found now there's a couple that are kind of doing what I'm doing. Um, there's a couple gals on the East Coast that are that are doing a really good job and and I feel like they they cover a, a wide variety of artists as well. Um, but I feel like most of them are looking at specific albums or specific uh, songs or specific eras in the musician's life. And Uh I feel like, I feel like covering a musician or artist. And if, if you really want to get a sense of that band or musician, you really need to pull back and look at, look at the whole story. And, and though there are a few podcasts doing it, I don't, I don't feel like any podcasts are doing it specifically in the way that we're doing it. Right. So how often do you release the ear floss? So the so ear floss is a bi weekly show. We're doing it we're releasing episodes every two weeks right now. It was originally intended to be a weekly show and if if I had my way I'd release them I'd release them daily. Um and and we plan on on releasing more content. We're working on some projects as far as music news and covering covering kind of what's happening on a day-to-day basis in the music industry as well. Um, but right now, yeah, it's just, it's, it's a bi-weekly show. So what motivated you to start podcasting? Well, like I say, I, I was, I've been a big listener of podcasts for a long time several years and I really enjoy podcasts and when I'm not when I'm not creating podcasts I listen to six or seven hours of podcasts a day and I was you know having 
having some experience in the music industry and, and being the music lover that I am, I was, I was looking for a very specific music podcast. And when I couldn't find it, I, I decided, Hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this project myself. And it seemed like a really good idea. And, and whether or not it's wildly successful, I'm, I'm having a great time doing it. And I'm, I'm learning a lot about, some musicians that I knew a lot about and, and some that I knew nothing about. And so it's, it's been a really good project to work on, but, but, on but the podcasting end of it is, is, um, still getting my feet wet with that. I'm still learning my way around, around podcasting, but, um, but yeah, I decided to, to get into it just because I, I couldn't find exactly I couldn't find exactly what it was that I was looking for. And so I decided, hey, I'm going to do it myself. Mm-hmm. So as we spoke about a little bit earlier, you cover a lot of diverse artists. So who would you say are your favorite musicians? My personal favorites. Oh, wow. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big consumer of hip-hop. I really like, I really like hip-hop so I like a lot of the the Rhymesayers, the artists who are under the Rhymesayers label. It, atmosphere, so slug. Um, and then going away from the Rhymesayer. I really like MF Doom. Our, our first episode we did on MF Doom, and he's definitely one of my favorites. And, and I'm a little embarrassed to admit this, but I, I really like jam bands. I'm a... I'm a old jam band lover at heart. I I like Fish and The Grateful Dead and I like a lot of the old the old seventies rock and um you know honestly it's really hard to to name to name my favorite favorite bands just because I just because I listen to so much music. I really like Earl Scruggs. I like a lot of the old bluegrass. I like Albert King, the old blues um, Thelonious Monk is one of my favorites, old jazz musician. He's fantastic. We're going to be doing an episode on him coming up really quick. Um, and then, and then, yeah, lately I've been listening to a lot of hip hop, been listening to a lot of RA, the rugged man and Aesop rock. He's, he's definitely one of my favorites. been listening to him for a long time. I've seen him a few times and yeah, so I'm kind of all over the board as far as my favorites go. <laughs> so if someone wants to suggest a band or a singer that they would like you to research and cover, is that something that you welcome? Oh, absolutely. Not only do I welcome it, I I I um, encourage it. I I really love to hear from people and 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 it it's not just me the Ear Floss team. There's a couple people who have decided to to stay kind of behind the mic, but um, yeah, we, we, we love the conversation. We love when people reach out and, and we've had a couple people do that thus far. And we have a big list that we, that we pull our artists off of and it grows every day. And, and we love it when people send us emails or hit us up on the Twitter or, um, we've had some people suggest us cover events such as Woodstock or, um, like Lollapalooza and and yes and so yeah we love it when people get involved in the conversation and and um we have a facebook group it's it's just ear floss 
music history, I think it is, or maybe it's just ear floss, but, um, and there's some, and there's some good activity in there where, where folks are speaking about the musicians and artists that we're covering and they're talking about who they'd like us to cover. And, and so, yeah, I, I encourage people to, and that's, that's really part of the reason why, why I, I started this is to, is to spur a conversation at least around me happening with, with music and, and, with people speaking about artists and, and speaking about bands. And, and I just love it. I love to, to see and hear when people are getting excited about music and, and speaking about music and kind of sharing their stories or sharing when they were, you know, when they went to a concert or sharing when they met this musician. And I've, I've always really loved it. it I, I just, I think it's fantastic. Now you mentioned that you listen to podcasts in your spare time when you're not podcasting yourself. Uh, do you have any particular favorites? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I really like true crime, true crime podcasts. I, I'm a little hesitant to say this because of all of the controversy that happened this year surrounding it, but I really liked, I haven't listened in a while, but I really liked sword and scale. It was, it was one of my favorite true crime podcast i don't know if you know anything with what happened with that um yeah a brief yeah a, a brief yeah briefly yeah. i do yes <laughs> yeah it, it it seemed it seemed like all of a sudden it was in in podcast land at least it was all anybody wanted to talk about um but i i i also really like the the comedy podcasts my i if i had to choose one podcast of all time that's my favorite i'd i'd say the dollop and I really like um, last podcast on the left too. And I, mm-hmm. man, I listen, I listen to so many podcasts. I, I have folders in my, I usually listen on Stitcher and, and or, or Castbox lately. Um, but I have folders for my podcasts and each one of them has 20 or 30, you know, I have the true crime folder and then I have the music folder and then I have the comedy folder. And um, I like reply all. And I like the, I like some of the news the news programs, but I like, um, I like the indie, the indie news programs. And I, uh, I like to keep it to the indie pods too. I really, I really like to see people out there and especially being on this end of it, the, the indie podcasters out there doing it themselves without a big budget or without a, a big team behind them. And, and cause I know, I know how dedicated you have to be to, to, to get into the podcast game. And I think it's really cool to see indie podcasts putting out, putting out good content and so so yeah those are some of the ones i listen to that's really cool Uh, yeah i mean podcasting is a labor of love a lot of the time you know the creators of these podcasts are are spending their money they're not being paid to to do this they're doing it out of love for whatever they are podcasting about you know whether it's you know to promote others or to give someone a chuckle or make them think about a certain topic, you know, that's, that's my standpoint on it. So yeah, as many indie podcasts as possible to support out there. That's, that's the main goal. It sounds yeah, like for you. Well, sure. And I don't think people really understand how much time and, and energy it takes to, to get out one of these things and, we're we're still learning how to do it the correct way, so I'm sure we're making a lot of mistakes and 
we could be taking other shortcuts, but it really does. It takes up a lot of time and a lot of research time and a lot of prep work and there's a lot of equipment. And so, yeah, the, the indie podcasters, they've, they've got to really love it. And I think there's, you know, there's a statistic out there somewhere that says most podcasts don't make it past the seventh episode. And I think that's, you know, I think that's part of it is, is because people start to get a feel for how much, how much work it is, how much time it takes and, you know, how much dedication you really have to have to, to keep pushing forward, even if you're not getting that, that recognition that you, that you expected right off the bat or yeah, you know, you, like you said, you really just have to love it. You have to love it for what it is and love the subject matter. And, and really you have to love podcasting because it, you know, it, I, I'd say I probably podcast 60% of the time and I research and do the other end of it, you know, 30 or 40% of the time. So, yeah. So uh, do you use Patreon or other sorts of crowdfunding to help out? Yeah. So I, and I, I believe that's all we have set up right now um, is the, is the Patreon. Um, Somebody suggested that we, that we set it up. And so we use that. And then um, I think that's the only, the only source of, of crowdfunding that, that we have set up right now. Um, the, the Otis Redding episode, we, we directed everybody to go to the Otis Redding Foundation instead of going to our Patreon. Uh, I thought that would be a good way to help out Zelma Redding. I don't know if you heard the, the Otis Redding episode, but, but there I listed my, um, my link tree site. It's earfloss slash link tree. I believe it is. I can pull it up to, to verify it. But, um, if you look in there, you can see, you can see that's where all of our stuff is. And, and I think the Patreon is the only crowdfunding we have. And then we, ha- and then there we have all the rest of, you know, the Facebook and the Twitter and, and, but, it, but as far as support goes, yeah, that's, I believe that's it. Yes. So um, as we were speaking of before, um, do you have social media pages where people can find you? Yeah. So we are on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Instagram and Twitter, we are at EarflossPod. And Facebook, you just search out Podcast. And, and the Patreon, it's Patreon, it's, I'm not sure, I can't remember the exact address on the Patreon, but I believe if you, if you search Earflosh, you should be able to find it. I, I think we're the only one. I think it's either Earflosh slash Patreon.com or, or inverted, it's the Patreon.com slash Earflosh. But, but yeah, you can find, you can find us there as well. And we, we'd appreciate any support because we are, you know, indie, an indie podcast. We're doing it all ourselves, and and it would go a long way to to keep the show going and to keep us putting out great content. Awesome. So, um, what have you found is the best part about podcasting? So far, the best part about podcasting has been connecting with the listeners and. And like I was speaking about earlier, is spurring on that that bigger conversation about music and about about artists and bands, and 
it's been it's been really cool hearing from from the listeners and and it's um it's it's really around around the music it's it's really good to um it's been inspiring for me to like i was speaking about earlier is to hear the you know to hear the stories and and to hear about the musicians and and looking into the musicians that's been a big part of it with the research um i've been learning a lot of stuff that i didn't know and it's really allowed me to um get submersive with the music and 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 to really explore the artists that I know and love and, and to really look deeper into their life and background and, and their career, because, because, you know, I, I feel like I, I knew, I knew more about a lot of these artists than, than say the casual listener, but, but for some, I didn't, for some, you know, like the, like the Spice Girls or for Otis Redding, I, I knew, you know, very little Otis Redding, a little more than Spice Girls, but I knew very little. And so it's been, it's been, um, really transformative to to do an in-depth exploration of these musicians and and bands and to really you know give me a reason to to research them and it's also and and we've heard great feedback from the listeners and and you know we've been thanked for that for for bringing that um pulling back the perspective on on the musicians and and the bands and 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 been able to give that back to the listener. And, and I was contacted by a gal who, you know, she didn't, she told me that she's not really a music listener. And I, I was like, you know, everybody, everybody likes music. And she considered herself more of a casual listener, but, but she was, you know, she was really appreciative for that connection. And she felt like she, um, she felt like she knew the artist, I think it was the Spice Girls. She felt like she knew, you know, the Spice Girls a little bit better. And it's, it's been, it's been good being able to, you know, being able to, to provide that and to provide that information for people who, who may not have known, you know, about these artists. And, and, and that was, while I'm, while I'm speaking about it, that was, that was a goal of ours too, is in covering musicians and bands from from across genres and from all points in time you know from the 50s and 60s we're going to do uh mozart and plan on doing beethoven you know classical composers and um that was that was the the point in this is is to let people to let people um, know more about somebody who they may not have known about and to help people discover music that they may not have otherwise discovered on their own. Um, I've never listened to a Spice Girls intentionally in my life. And after covering, <laughs> after covering the Spice Girls, I was, you know, there was a couple songs where I was like, I was listening to it and I was like, I don't know if I can call this research anymore after the fifth or sixth time playing it through. So, um, so yeah, it's been, it's, it's been good on the, on that level for sure. So what about the most trying part of a podcast? The most trying part of the podcast, I'd say, I'd say the, the time consumption, the amount of time it takes to, um, to, 
put a podcast together and to put these episodes together. It's, it's pulled me away from, from my family and my friends at, at times that I would really like to be with them. Um, you know, it, it, it just, it takes so much time and it's something that I didn't, I didn't expect. I didn't expect the amount of time it was going to take. So I'd say that's, that's definitely been the, the most trying part of the podcasting mm-hmm. for sure. Well, I noticed on your Facebook group that you posted the question, what was your first, your um, last and your next concert? So uh, what about yours? What was your first, your last, and your next? Good question, Sherry. <laughs> um, so, so my first, my first concert was when I was 14. It was in Salt Lake City at, at the Delta Center, and it was the Grateful Dead. And um, my last concert was in Seattle. It was Atmosphere, and I'm really not sure the next the the next concert I'm gonna I'm gonna be attending. There are some good ones coming up this fall. Um but I'm I'm really not sure. <laughs> well that's no, honest no pl- enough. Yeah, no no plans right now to go see a show. I'm I usually get out to see a show once or twice a month and they usually they're usually a spur of the moment thing. Most of them. Mm-hmm. So lastly, how can people listen to your podcast, Earfloss? Yeah, so so Earfloss is on most platforms. It's it's Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Castbox, and I and there are a bunch more that that I didn't have to submit them to. I don't know if you've experienced this, Sherry, um, but Earfloss, a music history podcast, is available on most podcast platforms. I don't believe there's any of the major ones that it's not available. If if and if you're unfamiliar with podcasts or how to find them, it you can just Google Earfloss, a music history podcast, and and the episodes should pop up right there. It's mm-hmm. really easy, really easy. Well, awesome. I want to thank thank you, Kenny, so much for calling in and talking to us about your show. And we'd really love to have you on again as the show progresses and, you know, maybe even have me on your show uh, at some point to discuss a, a band or an artist that you may not know about or I may not know about. It would be cool. But. Yeah, Sherry. I, Sherry, I'd really love to have you on. I'm going to I'm going to take you up on that. (laughs) Awesome. Well, um, thanks to our listeners for tuning in to your podcast or mine, and we'll see you next time.